Welcome to Paradise in the Pines, a podcast about the people, places, and stories that make this the home of American golf. Brought to you by the Pinehurst Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Pine, Paradise in the Pines. This is Phil Wurz, the President and CEO of the Pinehurst Southern Pines Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. We are honored today to have Dr. John Dempsey, the president of Sand Hills Community College with us. Uh, Dr. Dempsey, uh, he started at Sand Hills Community College in 1989, graduate of Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, uh, yeah. master's in government at William & Mary. I went to James Madison. Oh, wonderful. Uh, yeah, PhD in political science from UMass. Vietnam vet, my sister was as well, and served in executive office under President Jimmy Carter. Quite an accomplished history. You were retiring from Sand Hills Community College Welcome to Paradise on the Pines. Well, thank you, Phil. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Uh, it's uh, uh, always fun doing these things, talking about the college and talking about the way in which it interacts with people. Uh, you said one thing there. I'm, let, me, let me see. Your, you mentioned one thing on your... <laughs> on the notes, on the research? Yeah. You uh, said that I was... Uh, uh, doggone it, I can't remember what it was. But it was, uh, it was something you said about uh, how I started, and I got here. Uh, you're in the hospitality business, but I got here because of Bob Barrett. Mm. Uh, that's an honored name in yes. the history of hospitality in the Pines. In Pinecrest Inn. And I used to come with my my golfing buddies uh, to the Pinecrest Inn, and we got to know Bob Barrett as, as one would under those circumstances. And I used to say, Barrett, this place is paradise. You know, you, you I don't see how you can justify living in this wonderful, <laughs> wonderful place. Uh, and uh, I said, someday, someday I'm going to live here. And, and I, that, that revelation came to me. It's very, very odd that I remember this exactly. I was on the, I believe it was the 15th tee of number one golf course. Mm -hmm. And a, it's a place where there's a, a, a road goes bet between the tee and the fairway. And uh, you stop and you wait for the person to cross. And I stopped and I waited for the person to cross. And I said, you know, I've always talked about living here. I'm just going to do it. And about a year later at Christmas time, Bob Barrett gave me a Christmas call. And he said, you know, you, you, you've always talked about living here. He said, the president of the local college is retiring. Mm. Why don't you apply? And I said, there's no college in Pinehurst. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because I was a liberal arts guy. I was president of Elmont Abbey in Charlotte mm -hmm. and had been at the College of Charleston and so forth. And I knew nothing about community colleges. He said, well, why don't you come down? He said, this one's different. He said, come down, take a look at it. So uh, he and Raymond Stone, my predecessor, and George Little, the chairman of the board then and now. Right. And he's on our board of the CVB. Yeah. Uh, we all met in the bar of the Pinecrest Inn. What, you know, what, what, what <laughs> oh, could possibly what could, go wrong? What could go wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, they convinced me that this was not an ordinary, this is not your grandfather's community college. Right. So I went out and saw it on Airport Road, and I just I just fell in love with it. And I said, well, if I can talk Evelyn into this, uh, I'm going to do it. And uh, Evelyn, my wife, was a horse person. and Perfect. Bob Barrett knew that. He said, well, the next time you come down, he said, I want you to come down next weekend and bring Evelyn with you. So I did, and the rest, as they say, is history. Mm -hmm. That was 34 years ago. Where and, were you living before? Uh, in sh just west of Charlotte. Okay, uh, and with Belmont Abbey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I really knew no nothing about community colleges, but, but I 
came down honestly, and I was honest with them. Uh, they said, why would you come from a four-year college to a two-year college? And I gave them a bunch of baloney answers. And I said, but honestly, I got to tell you, if this college was located in Akron, Ohio, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. I want to live here. I want to live my life here. I want to have my whole career here. And I want to do what I can with this college. And over the years, I have fallen in love with the with the uh, mission of the community colleges. Uh, if, if the presidency of Princeton were offered to me, I wouldn't take it. Uh, it's just that I have grown to love the fact that community colleges are 75% education and 25% social work. And I like both of those things, and mm -hmm. I like the balance. And uh, I never wanted to leave and never did. And, and during your tenure there, um, since 1989, you have the uh, longest tenure of any institution by 17 years. So yeah. truly, you, you yeah. love the community college system. Uh, when you got here, uh, obviously, it was not what Sandhills Community College is today. What right. challenges were there back then uh, when you first arrived? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to get anybody mad, uh, but uh, liquor by the drink had just passed. And we've heard that story many times from Mr. Little. That's he was very, very instrumental in that. Absolutely, he was, and it was a very different place. Yeah, it was a very different place. Now, the the uh, the, the, the 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 golf course at uh, Pinehurst, number two, Robert Hyder, by the way, whom I'm sure you know, mm -hmm. always says, "Just never forget that there are 18 miles." and 18 holes that separate us from Laurenburg. And if you do anything to damage those 18 holes, those 18 <laughs> miles are going to shrink. <laughs> right. So don't slay the goose that laid the golden egg. Uh -huh. and, and that was the same. But the rest of the community uh, was not the same, not in any way. I live in, I, have, I will be living as of uh, January 1st in Whispering Pines, where Evelyn and I bought a house 25 years ago. And when I bought that house, I'd go out there and I would watch people drive down the road in their golf carts. And they had uh, golf carts with lights on them and horns and everything. And they, had their, they all had their white hair. Now I go home and I look out the window and all these young women with sleeves of tattoos and three, <laughs> three German shepherds on a leash and a baby papoose in the back uh, are are the are the citizens of the community, and that's really a difference. And it's so much. Again, I don't want to make anybody mad, but it's so much more vibrant than it used to be, Phil. It's just tonight is first Friday, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Got the barbecue festival. Can't even get a parking place yeah. now. Yeah, uh, and it's only uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, barbecue festival. Uh, just you know, Peter Stillwell is a he's a genius, mm. uh, and. Uh, uh, he, he comes up with all these crazy schemes that when he comes up with them, you say, well, Festival d'Avion, what, what is that? And he pulls it off. And yeah. He's pulling off this barbecue festival in, in ways that make this community so interesting to live in and so much, so much fun to live in. My kids are coming from Asheville to Whispering Pines to spend Labor Day. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't leave Asheville yeah. to come to <laughs> one of the one of the, one of the most touted yeah, tourism yeah, destinations yeah, yeah. in the country. Back, yeah. in, back in 1990, you didn't leave Asheville to come to the Pines for a, for a, for a vacation weekend. So uh, that's the biggest change, uh, the vibrance of the community. Uh, we've tried to stay in step with it. We've tried to stay uh, cognizant of the fact that community is literally our middle name. And, and uh, 
to make sure that we we never lose focus uh, on on the the 25 percent social work and the 75 percent education that we provide the people of Moore and Hope, Hope County. County. Yeah, so it's a great place to be. It's a great place to I think. Of course, I would think it's. I'm the president. It's a great place to work. Uh, our turnover is almost zero. Uh, and and uh, sometimes you might even say it's negative because every once in a while you have to let somebody go. So, <laughs> or somebody uh, retires. Or somebody retires, <laughs> God forbid. Uh, uh, and so, uh, you know, it's a nice place to work. Uh, it's been a boon to the community. I just came from doing a, a podcast at the pilot, and I told uh, Frank Daniels the, the third, I guess mm -hmm. he is, uh, how much I appreciate what the pilot has done for us, and I know you appreciate what the pilot has done Absolutely. for you. It is so much easier to swim downstream than upstream. Mm. And believe it or not, even in this strange day, it is the pilot that sets the direction of that stream. Is it going to be a constructive force for the community, uh, or is it going to be, you know, sticking its nose in people's business and trying to find mistakes that we've made. God knows we've made mistakes. Uh, but the pilot uh, is, is always got one eye on what's going to strengthen this community, mm -hmm. just as you guys have strengthened this community. I, well, I know you. last year you set a record, and this year you doubled it. I mean, that's just uh, incredible. And I know that probably 98% of that is due to the fact that you have arrived well, <laughs> we, we need to maybe alter this conversation here as my board, and especially Tom Beto, my previous board chairman. This was a couple of years ago yeah. uh, when we had a record my first year I was here. And he said, well, you know, your marketing is good, Phil. But, you know, Trump was, you know, the economy was doing great. Yeah, Finders yeah. Resort, record year of all time. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, resurgence in golf. I was like, hey, I get it. We feel like we've done our fair share. Uh, you've done an enormous fair share for this community. When you well, Tom Beto's on our board too. Uh, <laughs> He's and, a great and, man, and, and he keeps he keeps my feet to the fire. Oh, he's <laughs> right. a wonderful guy. And and George Little is my board chair. Larry Cadell is my vice yeah. chair. Great uh, people. Great people. And 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 uh, you know you don't work at a place for 35 years if you don't have a good boss. And and frankly, I've got the best bosses in the world, and I try to be the best boss in the world. What makes George a good boss? As a, as a trustee chair, as he sets the policy and he leaves me alone. Mm. And I try to do the same with the people who work for me. I, I think, you know, from a business perspective, you hire good people, as they say, and get out of their way. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Cordy just got, uh, just retired. Uh, but, you know, you had to get out of Andy's way or she'd <laughs> knock you over. Uh, you know, I've got Fallon Brewington now on the team, and mm -hmm. yeah. you know, Fallon is a, a major force in the community. I've got Jermaine Elkins. Jermaine mm -hmm. is a... Uh, I, I think I got this right. She's Ginny uh, Moss's grandniece. Hmm. So she's really grounded in the community. And, and uh, she's, she's a wonderful, she's our director of uh, uh, development or, or vice president for institutional advancement, we call it. Uh, we can't pay people, so we give them a nice title. You know, it's good. <laughs> like, like you, they don't pay you enough. They give you a beautiful building here. So, you know, it all comes out in the laundry. Sure. Well, you first got to Sand Hills. They had a $1 million endowment. Now at $50 million. How proud of you are you of that, of the growth of that community college to be one of the finest in the state? Well, you know, I just was asked the question, tell me about the Bradshaw Performing Arts Center. And I said, well, it's two stories. One is we want to have people like Christian Chenoweth and Kelly O'Hara and uh, David Faraday and so forth and so on. But the other is Stan Bradshaw, and the other is the philanthropy that makes some of these things possible. Uh, 
Uh, what makes Sand Hills a unique community college is the level of philanthropy that supports its activities. We are now in a position to say to any high school kid, come to Sand Hills and you'll come free. Uh, we're able to say, if you qualify, get into our C-STEP program. We have the resources that'll make sure that you come free and that you go free when you go to Chapel Hill. Uh, philanthropy in this community has, has made all of the difference and uh, uh, it, it's uh, uh, just a way in which, you know, it's a love affair and love affairs have to be mutual. Look, we love this community and lo and behold, the community loves us. So uh, it works out very nicely. In my research, uh, in a great article that the pilot did on your retirement, yeah. uh, I mentioned that you grew it's up. Just with, a little snippet. They, yeah. did, they didn't do very much. <laughs> they did a great job, as they always do, <laughs> and uh, they're very fair. And uh, so, but you had grown up. Uh, I grew up uh, the son of parents born during the Depression. Yeah. Uh, yep. So yep. you know that work ethic uh, is kind of instilled. My dad was in the Navy for 26 years, yeah. and yeah. so uh, mother worked hard. My dad worked two or three jobs to help get me through college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your father had a, basically a sixth grade education, yeah, yeah. but was still an amazing inspiration to you. He really uh, was. Talk he, about that and, uh, and how that helped make you the person you are today. My father uh, quit school in the sixth grade to go to work for uh, uh, the mines. Uh, he was a breaker boy. Not for a long time. He was smart enough to know this ain't going anywhere. Hmm. Uh, so he got a job driving a bus. I don't know how in God's name that happened. Uh, and he discovered he liked to drive, so he became a uh, uh, he became a uh, a race car driver. Huh. And he went out to Hollywood, California, and became a stuntman in the movies, really? doing, doing all kinds I, of. Weird, that was not in the article. That's no, very no, cool. Doing all the weird things with cars, uh, but but he came back and uh, had a second life, and the, the second life included my mother and, and my brother and me. And even though he was not a man of schooling, uh, he used to read the Reader's Digest cover to cover every mm. month and he would read newsweek magazine cover to cover every week and uh here i am with my notre dame degrees and my phd in in uh, politics from the university of massachusetts and my father is talking about whether or not we ought to have troops in somalia mm. and i'm thinking i don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, that's beyond my pay grade uh but he he was he was uh he educated himself uh, and, and uh, you know, I grew up in the 60s. He and I didn't always see eye to eye, mm. as, as you might imagine. It wasn't quite uh, uh, Field of Dreams, but we, we, you know, we had our moments. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, he was a real inspiration to me. And my mom was, was you know, I, I, I couldn't have asked for better parents or a, a better. I had an aunt who lived with us, and she was a, she had a master's in social work from Fordham. Uh, and uh, she was a real believer in, in uh uh, helping people through uh, uh, through government programs that, that that would 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 help them rise up, and so I had that kind of a background, and and uh, so it was easy when the when the challenge of a college that has social improvement as one of its stated goals, it was really easy for me, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've I've loved every minute of it, every single minute of it, and I am sad, I truly am sad to retire. Uh, but, you know, as, as you know very well, uh, even Roger Federer had to retire. Uh, he hasn't made it official yet. He hasn't made yet, it official but, yet, but he's Well, even Serena uh, says Serena, she's never going to yeah, use the yeah, word retire. Yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, even Ted Williams, though he did hit a home run in his last at-bat, 
even Ted Williams got to the point where he couldn't handle that inside fastball. Yeah. And and honestly, I I I am there. Uh, you know, my mental facilities, such as they are, are still intact. I don't know if that's good or bad, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but my physically, I, I lumber around like a wounded bear. Uh, and and uh, this is a high energy job, man. You know, yeah. and you got to be dancing around, uh, and and you got to be a cheerleader. And cheerleaders have pom poms and they jump around. I still got the pom poms, but I can't jump around. Right. So. <laughs> they like to jump around the golf courses. Though. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Fortunately, you know, people say to me, where, where do you belong? And I say, well, I hate to tell you this, but the honest truth is that I belong just about everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm a, fortunately to be a member at Pinehurst, and they've made me a president's list member. That's just the greatest thing. They did that when Pat Corso was president, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, they, they, Tom Pashley has graciously continued it for my kids, my grandkids, for me. You That's know. great. And I've watched, well deserved. I've watched the evolution of, just as I've watched the evolution of the community, I've watched the evolution of the resort. You, you Really, they're almost hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thought of a water slide within sight of the first tee at number two in 1989 would have been heresy. Right. Now it's the most <laughs> popular thing in town. Even for the curmudgeons, you know, there's even a curmudgeon pool for people <laughs> for people who don't associate with kids. Uh, and so uh, I, I get to play a lot of golf in a lot of wonderful places. That and, and my position with Golf Magazine uh, have enabled me to shoot 94 on some of the greatest courses in the world. <laughs> right. And then many people don't know that you are a Raider for Golf Magazine. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, what has that experience been like? On a smaller scale, I'm the North Carolina golf panel, so we yeah, rate the yeah, golf courses yeah, in the yeah. state of North Carolina. But how cool is it to be able to lay uh, some of the great golf courses around the world, around the country? very cool. I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I became a member of this panel through the good offices of Lauren Rubenstein, who is a great friend of mine. I've somehow fallen in with golf writers. You know, Jim Moriarty and... and, and uh, uh, Jaime Diaz, Jaime Diaz, and and uh, James Dodson. Mm. You know, somehow I I fell off the curb and I ended up with these guys. Not a bad and, place to. Oh, uh, they're just <laughs> to, great to have that and, happen. You know, Jaime Diaz, as I'm sure you know, is one of the most genuinely mm-hmm. funny and genuinely modest people you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, and and you know, Lauren is the same way. Oh my God, what a man! And so uh, I got involved in this panel and. Uh, uh, I, I've, I've, it's given me a motivation to, to travel, which has become a part of my life, and it's given me a motivation uh, to, to not be afraid to expose a very mediocre golf game uh, to people who are much better than I. Uh, I just came from uh, uh, Leeds uh, in the UK, mm. played Al Woodley uh, with the club captain, the club champion, and the head professional. And it was an embarrassing experience <laughs> on an absolutely stunningly beautiful golf course. And so I, I've developed enough thick skin that it doesn't bother me anymore. And I can expose my game even in the – I've actually played Pine Valley with Kelly Miller. Mm. Uh, and, and so if you can do that, he's been the club champion there four times. Uh, Kelly can, Miller has. Yes, he has. Did you not know I that? I did not know that. Kelly was the club champion of – Pine Valley and Seminole in the same year. Wow. 
Wow. That's is, amazing. Is all you can say. Uh, but uh, I've, I've played with Kelly. I've played with Pat. Uh, and and they, don't, they don't seem to mind that I can't play worth a lick. But uh, it's, it's probably more than anything, it's, it's enhanced my travel. You know, I had the travel bug, like your dad. I joined the Navy to see the world, mm -hmm. and I'm sure he saw the world yeah. in 27 sure years. I saw the world in three, three years, nine months, and 45 of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> uh, but I uh, got a chance to uh, travel a bit, and it bit me, and we've traveled ever since. Evelyn and I have traveled uh, everywhere with the sticks in the back of the car. You never give up an opportunity to travel. Uh, I've lived in China. I've lived in three other countries. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, And then if you get to play golf, it's, that's even better. Oh, absolutely. We mentioned Notre Dame. As we tape this, yeah. they're preparing to play Ohio State this yeah, weekend. You really had to mention that. 17-point yeah. underdogs. 17 and a half. 17 and a half. This will post after the game is over. But to my point with Notre Dame, yes. I read that you had actually applied for the head football. Not this time. <laughs> not, not, not this, this time. Not this time, but the head coaching job at Notre Dame. Was this was after Era Parsegian, before after Lou Parsegian Holtz? Parsegian left, it was uh, when Jerry Faust was yeah. hired. And for all the people who laughed at me, I asked them, honestly, can you say that Jerry Faust did a better job than I would have done? <laughs> but, yes, Father Joyce, who ran the athletic department at Notre Dame, is a dear friend of mine. And I wrote him a letter, and I said, hey, Father, how about sending me a rejection letter? Uh, so I can post it on my wall, you know. And he wrote that this so beautiful awesome. letter. Dear John, you know, we, we, we thought that we would give the job to somebody who would actually played football uh, or coached football, and since you have done neither, uh, you ain't getting this job, Hoss. Uh, and, and people would come into my office and look at that and say, wow, that's great. But F Father Joyce was a, was a great friend. Father Hesburgh, who was the president there for many, many years, uh, was the – uh, probably the the main professional uh, guidepost that I have always used. He was a, a great American, a great person, a great educator, a great priest. Uh, uh, I've fallen down on that one a bit. Uh, but uh, he, he was really a role model for me. And uh, of all the things uh, that have happened to me in life, going to Notre Dame brought me my wife, who is the North Star of my existence, brought me my job uh, and took me into the Navy. I was on a ROTC scholarship. Uh, okay. Took me into the Navy and uh, gave me the travel bug. So I owe my old alma mater a lot, but they ain't winning Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> I think the coach heard that what the point spread was and was like, okay, we'll, we'll use some bullet Bulletin yeah, board yeah, material. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know how much that's yeah. going to help. Ohio State is is pretty stout. They are very. The thing, the thing that scares me about Ohio State is how fast they are. Uh, they are as fast as Alabama, and as strong as Georgia. That's a deadly combination. Yeah. Uh, you know. So we'll see. What, what I'm kind of getting bored with is that it's Alabama, uh, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia every year. It's like just, the final yeah. four is the first four. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to watch college football for the first couple of weeks, and then it's like, you know what it's going to come down to. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of sports, and you mentioned yeah. Ted Williams, I know you're a huge baseball nut. Yeah. Uh, outside of Bob Costas, I don't know anybody that loves baseball as much as you do. I uh, got a chance to meet Bob one time. The guy oh, is a, a guy. walking baseball encyclopedia. Oh, what a guy, yeah. And, um, but of all your great accomplishments – where does getting the Sand Hills bogeys stand? Oh, the bogeys stand? is right up there at the top. 
And when you it, it, you know when you put the cherry on top of the cake, having Bernie Carbo as the right. manager, you know for those of you who don't know, Bernie Carbo hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning uh, against the Reds. In game six. Game six. And were it not for Bernie's three-run home run that tied the game, Carlton Fisk would not have had the chance to How win How do people it. don't remember that? They don't remember that. They don't remember anything, uh, Phil. They don't remember anything. And uh, But, uh, yeah, I love baseball. And I, and I uh, every year with your friend Pat Corso, mm-hmm. uh, I go down to baseball spring training. Uh, we haven't gone in the last few years because they haven't had it or yeah. they've been on strike. But we're all set for next year. His White Sox and my Phillies, just think about this. Between the two of us and all the years we've been going to spring training, the total number of World Series appearances is zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither one of us has had any success. My Phillies have had a bad century, and his White Sox have had a bad century and a half. It's interesting. You're, you're a Phillies fan. I grew up a Phillies fan. My mom's from Philadelphia. Yep. Very first Major League Baseball game I went to was at Connie Mack Stadium. Oh, 21st and Lehigh. I don't remember that. I do remember Pete Rose playing right field for the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, wow. Jim Lonborg was pitching for the Phillies that night. Oh, my um, goodness. And I obviously went to the vet many times. Uh, and actually, when I was in high school, my English teacher, Mr. McGrath, I wrote a term paper on the, the history of the World Series through the eyes of a Phillies fan. And I got an A plus because he was from Philadelphia. (laughs) So I never forget that. But I've become a Braves fan because I grew up when cable TV, TBS, my my dad and I watch Braves games all the time on TBS and went to and lived in Atlanta. So I love the Braves as well, but still have a fondness for Philly and, uh, and Larry Bo was my favorite. I wore number 10 oh, in high Boa. school. He's, yeah. you know, a small player, yes, just like Larry. Absolutely. He was kind of an overachiever. But, um, yep. but yeah, that's yep. just, they've got a great legacy. And the Wiz kids from the 50s on up to, you know, Mike Schmidt and yeah. Greg Lozinski and, you know, I went down some great to, players. I uh, Hilton Head one year, and they, they were having the Mike Schmidt Golf cl- Classic, a fundraiser of some sort. And it was not very successful because the only people there – were Mike Schmidt and Ron Reed, who used to play professional mm-hmm. basketball as well as baseball, uh, and, you know, a few hangers-on who were paying big bucks to play with Mike. And and Mike Schmidt was a god. I mean, you know, number 20 in your program, mm-hmm. number one in your hearts. I mean, he was just I, – I, and I was older than he was. It's a little embarrassing for, a you know, a 35-year-old <laughs> guy to have a crush on a 26-year-old baseball player. Uh, but I followed Mike Schmidt around. It was like, and he could play. Yeah. Now, yeah, Mike could play. He was a good player. But, uh, yeah, uh, sports, I don't see how you could have a life without sports. I really I don't. You know, if you're lucky enough to be able to play it, even at the tiniest level, uh, do so. Uh, you'll never forget the experiences you had. I, I'll never forget the time I was on the all-star team in Little League, and I made three errors struck out twice and hit into a double play on August the 8th, 1957. <laughs> but I forgot it right away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and going back to baseball and the bogeys, they win the championship first in year. their first, first year. year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alec Allred um, with uh, yes. the yeah. Old North State League. I mean, talk about him and has his approach to you and, and trying to get this started and get the baseball field Well, you know, built. in my job, I get pitched a lot of things. Some are crazy schemes. Some make a little bit of sense. But when Alec came in and, and he said, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and I, and I said, and it's going to cost me <laughs> what? He said, nothing. 
I said, hmm, what part of nothing don't we understand? Right. Uh, the old North State League came in and took an old softball field and turned it into a baseball field. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but it is a lot. They put up dugouts. They put up a backstop. Uh, they put up some bleachers, and, of course, they put up the infield, which is the key to any baseball stadium. When you went to see Larry Boa uh, for the first time, I don't know if you had the same experience that I had the first time I saw a major league field. It was so green. Mm-hmm. It was so green. And they've created a beautiful green haven for us out there. Uh, Alec is the real deal. Yeah. Uh, he is smart. He finishes what he starts. Uh, and I look, now I'm, I'm retiring, so I can't speak for the future. But I look forward to many years of partnership between the college and the Old North State League. Uh, I just think the world of Alec, his dad is the guy with the money. Uh, so uh, Alec and his dad together are uh, just I, – I, I can't tell you what it was like to go to a bogeys game and people sitting out there. And we still – you know, we didn't even have uh, restrooms. You had to go up to the gym for restrooms, and we didn't even – we didn't have our liquor uh, permit, so you couldn't uh, buy a beer. Well, now you can do that. And yeah. So next year, I'm trying to get somebody – if somebody listening want to invest a couple hundred thousand bucks in, in lights – uh, I'd be happy to name a stadium for him. Yeah. You know? uh, so, uh, you know, like Pilot Stadium, for example, First Bank Stadium. You could have mm-hmm. any of these. I mentioned those because they're the two organizations, and I know you know this. First Health Stadium. First Health Stadium. That's a perfect <coughs> one. If there's something, you read about something good and exciting in the community, you look down at the bottom of the page, sponsored by First Health, sponsored by the Pilot, sponsored by First Bank. These organizations are, and we're trying to become that. Jermaine Elkins, we're one of the, the main sponsors of Weymouth's 100th anniversary year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we want to become that. We want to become one of these uh, community builders like, like all those organizations have become and try to do it financially. We know we do it generically through the educational programs that we offer, but we want to be a bigger player in, in advertising good things that are going on in the community, and we will be. You think the college have a baseball team too? Uh, it's possible, uh, but uh, you know everybody thinks that this is a precursor to a baseball team. Mm. And I said, and remember, I'm going to be gone, so I'm just telling you what <laughs> I'm saying. Just spitballing here. I'm saying, well, does that mean that next year we would have to pay the coach? Yes. Does it mean we'd have to buy the baseballs and bats? Yes. Does it mean we would have to pay for the umpires? Yes. Does it mean we'd have to go out and recruit the players? Yes. We do that all now for nothing. What part of nothing no people understand? (laughs) That's all I'm saying about baseball at Sandhills. Dr. Dempsey, we appreciate you being here. And before we let you go, we want to talk a little bit about tourism, a couple questions. Um, That's why we're here. Uh, We'd love to get to the point where we can – increase our occupancy tax so we can do some great things yep. and be a, more of a player in this community. You mentioned the Weymouth Center. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, Katie Wyatt's from the D.C. area. Oh, yeah. uh, and having oh. gone to James Madison, I went to many shows at yes. Wolf Trap, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is one of the great performing arts oh, centers in the country. I used to live in Reston. Okay. So you, I'm sure you went to Wolf Trap many times. Wolf Trap but her, Farm Park. It's beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. And yeah. so – her her board headed up by Ashley Van Camp, yep. um, and a, a great board that they have. They envision a smaller version of Wolf Chap at yep. Weymouth, yep. and 
And we were like, you know what? That blew me away. I was like, that would be uh, they would be a great project yes. that our board oh. would see if we can get our increase and have millions of dollars for tourism product development. Uh, but it's a great idea. I'm, I'm kind of on my soapbox. But my, it, my own my only concern would be why would you put it at Weymouth when you could put it as an an adjunct to the Bradshaw Performing Arts Center at San Angeles mm. Community College. Uh, and I'd love to talk to Katie about it. She's one of the few people in town that talks faster than I do. Uh, <laughs> and she's one of the few people in town who's got more energy. She's got a ton of ideas. Yeah, oh she's awesome. Oh, my God. The woman's on fire. One and of the best things that's happened to Weymouth, for yeah, sure. she's terrific. And, and uh, I think that would be wonderful. I do think uh, David, Michael, Wolf, and I have spoken. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that we built uh, the Bradshaw Center was to have a permanent home for David. Uh, and and I, when I introduced the night we dedicated the building, uh, had Stan Bradshaw on the on the stage with me and David, I said I want to introduce you to the man who made this possible, and to the man who made it necessary. Mm. And what David has done uh, is remarkable. And and he and I have talked about the possibility of a uh, uh, an outdoor uh, arena. Uh, mm. Yeah, we're not in any way uh, want to be in competition with Weymouth, I think that'd be a great idea out there. Uh, but if there's some infrastructure things that we could do to help them, hey, have Katie give me a call. I, I love working with her. But you better give me a call soon. <laughs> because yeah. on December 31st, uh, we're sort of calling it curtains for me at Sandhills. Uh, 35 years is enough. Uh, and as I said, I've lost a step. Uh, but... Uh, uh, I have enjoyed every second of my 35 years and uh, look forward to continuing to try to help this wonderful community in any way I can. Well, the sun may be setting on your career, but you're a big fan of Ernest Hemingway, and the, the sun also, also rises. rises. Yep. So uh, we appreciate all your contributions, not only to Sand Hills, but to this community, to the state of North Carolina, to the country. And uh, you've done so much. I don't know how people here can repay you. Uh, we'll certainly remember you be, and be a friend. We'll see you on the golf course. And uh, as always, thank you for all your contributions. The only thing, Phil, that I would ask of the people of this community is that they not shy away from conceding me a three-foot putt. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Anytime you want. Dr. Dempsey, uh, president, outgoing president of San Jose Community College, you will always be the president of San Jose Community College in our eyes. Thank you so much for being in Paradise in the Pines. Delighted to be here. On behalf of Dr. Dempsey, I'm Phil Words. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you. That we was could fun. have gone on for a lot longer, but uh, that was fun.